Praise God. So this morning, as we continue from where we, we stopped last week, uh, looking at the theme Ambassadors for Christ, taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, there is a very important point to be made, which last week we tried to see if we could get into, but we couldn't. But this morning, we are going to explore that very briefly and see how the Lord leads us. Turn with me then to Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, <clears throat> and I'm going to read verses 20 and 21. The message this morning is going to be built around this. Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. For our citizenship is in heaven from where we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Our brother Paul came to this point in his letter to the Christians in Philippi. And he declares that our citizenship is in heaven. The same brother through whom we got the revelation that we are ambassadors for Christ seems to be pushing something further here. That our citizenship is from heaven. Now, you will agree with me that no one is qualified to be an ambassador for a country where he is not a bona fide citizen. Every ambassador must be a bona fide citizen of the country that they are representing. Their citizenship must not be in doubt or in question at all. Hallelujah. Amen. You wouldn't appoint an American, for instance, to go and be the British ambassador or high commissioner in another country. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Hallelujah. 
because the interest of the country has to be preserved. And to even be an ambassador, I'm even talking in secular terms now, before we apply this spiritually, to even be an ambassador, you must be familiar, you must be conversant with the culture, the values, the interests of the country that you are representing. You must be proud to identify with that country. It doesn't matter what work is going on. You will be a proud representative of your country. Because the role of an ambassador is to promote the interest, the image, the values, the virtues, the culture of their country in a foreign land. Hallelujah. Amen. Is this clear to us? Yes, sir. And that will even include the dressing, the appearance, even the food. You should be able to say, this is a, this is a food, a good food from my country. I recommend it to you. Can you have a taste? You're getting this point. We are taking things from the secular in order to understand the spiritual. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the title of my message this morning is Citizens of Heaven, Ambassadors on Earth. Citizens of Heaven, ambassadors on earth. That is who God has called us to be. A people with unquestionable citizenship of heaven. Recognized by God. Their name listed in the book, which is called the Book of Life, which we'll go into in a moment. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, the first question we'll be asking ourselves as we proceed in this meeting and in our journey as Christians is, are you? Can you clearly say, like our brother Paul, that you are a citizen of heaven? 
This must never be in question at all. Citizenship of the kingdom of heaven is not gained by religious association because I belong to so, 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 so religious group or church does not bequeath citizenship of heaven to any man or any woman. And we have to understand that speaking religious languages, using religious terms or terminologies don't give us a claim to the citizenship of heaven. In fact, holding on to some religious symbols, like wearing a big cross on your neck, or dressing in a particular way, does not give us the right to lay claim to the citizenship of heaven. I go further by saying, even a religious title, doing some religious activities, is not the way to make a claim to the citizenship of heaven. Because there are many people who are confused today as to what true Christianity is. It is not church going. It's not charity activities. First, becoming a member, a citizen of the commonwealth of heaven. That's what we need. And how do we achieve that? Because God will never leave a people in doubt of how to achieve something that he has in mind for them if they will listen to him. If they will follow his ways. And on that note, I want you to come with me to John chapter 3. I may not be able to do full exposition on these passages, but the Lord will communicate something to us so that if there's anyone amongst us, those who are listening to me or those who are yet listening to me, to this message, you will be clear in your mind as to how to become a true Christian who is a citizen of heaven. John chapter 3. The book of John chapter 3. The gospel according to John chapter 3. And I'll start reading from verse 1 so that we understand this. 
It looks like a familiar passage, but don't become over familiar with the word of God. From verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Here we have a man well known, prominent. In fact, a religious leader, because if you follow the passage, Jesus acknowledged him as a teacher of the people. Which means having the tag of a pastor, a prophet, or whatever title it may be, or a preacher, evangelist, just as I'm doing today, preaching as I'm doing today, is not what gives you the passport of heaven. He says, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do the things that you do unless God is with him. Can you see that? Even right theology still does not give you the citizenship of heaven. That's a theologically correct position, isn't it? Mm. To recognize Jesus and to know that, oh, you know, you, 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 you have come from God. You are a teacher from God. Mm. Correct theology. And to recognize that the presence of God must be with Jesus for him to do the things that he was doing, I think that's a great achievement. That's a great step. But still, correct theology does not give anyone the citizenship of heaven. Then Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then beginning to show him the way. Why was Jesus using the term born again? Because all of us, we have experienced a first birth. That is, we're born into this world. Naturally. But the citizens of heaven must experience two kinds of birth. The natural birth and the second birth. You must be reborn. In essence, that's what Jesus was trying to say. And that, just as we were born naturally, everyone who must lay claim to the citizenship of heaven must experience a spiritual birth. Natural birth, 
spiritual birth. That's what Jesus was trying to say. And I just go on from there. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? I've just explained that. Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus must have said, Mr. Nicodemus, it is not that complicated. <laughs> it's a lot easier than that. Hallelujah. The second birth is a lot easier than several people think. Hallelujah. It's not as complicated as some will want to think it is. It is a simple exercise of the faith, as we shall see shortly. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Mm. The first thing I want us to note in verse 3 is that except a man experiences this spiritual birth, this second birth, they cannot see the kingdom of God. They cannot appreciate it. They can't even recognize it. They cannot see it. What you cannot see spiritually, you cannot possess. We need to be reborn in order to appreciate what the kingdom of God is. To be able to take hold of the same. And that process can only be achieved by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He repeated the same thing again going down to, chapter, to verse 5. They cannot enter. They cannot gain an entry. They cannot be a partaker of the kingdom of God. They cannot be recognized as a member of the kingdom of God, except they are born again. I'm a Church of England member. I'm a Catholic. I'm a charismatic. I'm a Pentecostal. I belong to this church. It's not what is required here. What is required is an experience. It's an experience of a rebirth through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this morning, I'll quickly, maybe in order to pursue that, before I show us how we do need to come in, let me quickly show us to prove to us what we're saying. Just note this. And turn with me again 
to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. The reason this needs to be clarified is that, is that we have many people portraying themselves as representing heaven on earth who are not members of heaven. They are not citizens there, and God does not recognize them. They may be committed to certain things, but they have no recognition in the presence of God as representing the heaven's interest. A number of them have gone out. Some claim to be prophets. Some claim to be apostles. Some have many titles. I've seen so many strange titles these days. People are no longer content to say, I'm, uh, they say prophet this. Now, some people will now put themselves major prophet this. Can you see where we are coming to? Thinking by giving yourself a title of a major prophet because of the theological classification of major prophet and minor prophet. They think it's about title. That's not about title. It's just the volume of the book of those prophets that led to the categorization. It has nothing to do with their ministry as a prophet. Some, the chapters are, are so small, they categorize them theologically for ease of you know, categorization. But some th people think, oh, when you give yourself that big title, it makes you something. It doesn't make you anything. <laughs> May God give us understanding of what I'm talking about in Jesus' name. Amen. Some are teaching things Amen. that do not represent the interest of heaven. Mm. That's why this has to be said very clearly that they don't represent several of them the interest of heaven, neither are they promoting the image of the God they said they represent. And God does not even identify them as one. I was in the religious mode for a number of years in my life. As a young man, from childhood to my late teenage years, born into a Christian family, church family, but it didn't give me the citizenship of heaven. That has to be a personal experience. Matthew 7, I said, and I go to verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity or you who practice lawlessness i'm sure we have seen lawlessness around these days in the name of a god who they did not represent my translation says evil doers pastor sorry says evil doers evil doers yes evil doers because god cannot the, the holy God cannot identify with what they stand for. 
these are the things we need to check. Those who claim, who proclaim the name of the Lord, 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 do they have the do they have the right kind of interest? God's own kind of interest, God's own interest in what they are doing. Here you can see that the scriptures clearly says they do many things, they even prophesy, they even do some spiritual activities casting out demons. They proclaim the name of the Lord, but God clearly says, I don't know them. I don't know them. Are you hearing me? <coughs> Praise the Lord. I don't know them. They have no recognition before me. May the Lord help us as individuals, wherever you are, to have a clear recognition before the Lord as members of his kingdom, Jesus' name. Amen. This is the first thing we need to settle. This is the first thing we need to understand, even as we continue in our discourse about being ambassadors for Christ on earth. Citizenship of heaven. It must be clear. There's no ambiguity about it. Let's turn quickly. How then, to shorten this message, how then do we become, what step do we need to take in order to become citizens of heaven? Turn with me to Romans chapter 10. It's what emphasizing this. And if you go with me to Romans 10, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 gives us a very simple approach to it, which I believe the Lord is bringing to us today. The scripture says, <clears throat> from verse 5, if I'm jumping some verses, I will let you know. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. Let me quickly say what that is talking about. There are those who believe that in practicing certain laws, certain religious laws, observing certain religious things, is what is going to give them this citizenship of heaven we are talking about. But the scripture says, no, that's not the way it comes. You can do all the laws. You remember the young man who went to Jesus? He said, I've kept all the law from my childhood. But he left disappointed because he had missed it. Himself knew deep within him that with all that he was doing, something was missing. That's why he said, what more should I do? 
to inherit eternal life. Because another way to talk about citizenship, citizenship of heaven is the possession of eternal life, the very life of God. And verse 6 says, But the righteousness of faith speak in this way. Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Who will descend into abyss or hell? That is to bring Christ from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach as I'm preaching today. And I want you to listen to what I'm going to say now. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. This is the word of faith which we preach. That is if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. So simple. There's more. We don't have to do any extraordinary thing to make this happen. As the word is coming to you now, the word is coming into your, into your life now. All you need to do is to embrace it. And what do you need to embrace in this world? To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. In your heart. He came. He was born of a virgin. According to the scriptures. He went to the cross. To pay the penalty for my sin and your sin. For my rebellion and your rebellion. Even the best of us. He shed his blood. To pay the price. And to secure forgiveness for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He was buried and on the third day he rose up again from the dead for my justification according to the scriptures and for your justification. To, that is to declare us guiltless. Ooh. Hallelujah. Amen. How Amen. can believing in such a thing, it looks foolish, but how can believing in such a thing give someone the citizenship of heaven? It's as simple as that. That's what it is. Mm. Countless ages, generation to generation of men who have dared to do this as I have done, they have experienced the impact of it, which is clear, which is definite. Hallelujah. Are you getting the point I'm making this morning? Amen. Amen. The word of faith. Amen. It doesn't matter how bad you are. Look at verse 10. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. That is this righteousness that comes by faith. Not by works. Not by charity deed. Not by humanitarian deed, even though they are good. 
but they don't give salvation. You receive what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. Then you become a bona fide member of the kingdom of God. You become a citizen of heaven. You are recognized by God. A spirit comes into you and bears witness that you are a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a process, but a definite one. And it goes on. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You declare with your mouth. You believe in your heart this truth about the Lord Jesus Christ. And you confess it with your mouth. You declare it with your mouth. Salvation is yours. For the scripture says, whoever, 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 hallelujah, whosoever, it doesn't matter who you are. Your past is inconsequential in this matter. How you had lived before now is not what matters. What matters is what you do now with your life. Somebody might be hearing me and you are thinking all hope is lost for you. God has rejected you because of the kind of life that you have lived. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Hallelujah. No one is too bad to be saved by this simple truth. Whoever is whoever, no exemption. There will be someone saying, oh, God has destined me to hell. That is a lie. If you can believe this truth, the Bible says you will be saved. Amen. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Are you getting this point this morning? Yes, sir. Is it interesting to you to know the way of salvation? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. This has no racial discrimination. Hallelujah. It has, there is no social discrimination about it. No racial discrimination about it. It does not matter your race, your color, your background, where you are coming from. Whether you have been religious or irreligious, it doesn't matter. Amen. Whoever is whoever. Hallelujah. Amen. For the same Lord over all is rich to all. Is rich to all in his goodness, in his mercy. Is rich to us all. God is extending the richness of his grace, the richness of his mercy to everyone. Amen. Amen. You're getting this point this morning? For whosoever, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is not complicated. Amen. Men just make things complicated for themselves. Never complicated. If you do this sincerely, you believe this sincerely, as simple as it is, you will be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. You can pause wherever you are. You can bow down wherever you are and say, Lord, your word has come. I've heard it. This word is so near to me. And embrace 
this truth of the scripture. And the scripture says, you will be saved. Amen. You will be saved. Amen. And that is how to secure. This is how to secure Amen. the citizenship of heaven. Amen. This is how to become a member of heaven. Amen. And I round up with these two scriptures. Or three. So that we pray here and we go for this morning. Trusting the Lord to take us on from here. This may look a basic message this morning, but it is where many people miss it. Because if the foundation be destroyed, there is nothing anyone can do to help you. You get it wrong from the beginning, you will never be a stable Christian, stable enough to represent God on the earth. Citizens of heaven, ambassadors on earth. The first part has to be clearly fulfilled then the rest we can discuss. There's no point telling a pig to behave like a sheep. It doesn't work. Do everything you like. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. You can do everything you like. To make a chicken fly like an eagle, it's not going to happen. It's a matter of nature. Hallelujah. You're getting it? So, just merely indoctrinating people and saying, this is how to do it, this is how to do it, doesn't work. You must carry the nature of God Amen. to reflect the image of God. Amen. You must carry the nature of God to portray the nature of God. Do you get this point this morning? And I ran up with this. They are familiar scriptures, but trusting God that they will not be too familiar for you to get what God wants you to get. And for those of us who have already done it, this is the true message of salvation to preach to everyone. Don't confuse people by thinking membership of a church is what made them citizens of heaven. There will be so many people who are identified with churches, but to tell you the truth, God does not recognize them. And that would be a shame. And that's why we wonder, why are they behaving the way they are behaving? Why are they doing the kind of things they are doing? You are expecting a chicken to fly like an eagle. It doesn't happen. Are you following me? Yeah. You are just yeah. expecting to do the impossible. Simple principles of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me now to John chapter 1. I just begin to close here. John chapter 1 says, verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right. That is what we are talking about. The license, the passport, the authority to become children of God. You can as well say citizens of heaven. To those who believe in his name. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, 
nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Hallelujah. Amen. To them he gave power. To them he gave the authority, the license, the permission, the recognition to be called sons of God. Amen. That's how to become a member of the kingdom of God. And lastly, like I said, I'm reading. Lastly, just to conclude this for this morning. Once a man has taken that step sincerely and genuinely, recognizing what Christ has done, giving his heart to that, believing totally in it, the spirit of God works in your heart, changes you from within, impacts a new nature up to you, what we call the divine nature, the very nature of God. And that is what God sees in you and recognizes as an identity for being a member of the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And you can boldly say like Paul, our citizenship is from heaven. We are heavenly born. Hallelujah. Born from above. But yet on the earth for a mission. That is who we are. The mission to represent the interest of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Propagate the image of Christ on earth. Spread the culture of heaven around on earth. Hallelujah. Be light, be salt in the world. We'll deal with that another day. But lastly, as I close, turn with me to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. Chapter two, verse 19. Now, therefore, we are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Now, therefore, as many people as have taken this step, they are no longer strangers or foreigners. They are, they are citizens, they are fellow citizens with the saints, with Paul, with Peter, with John, with any of the great saints. Hallelujah and members of the household of God. This is how to become a citizen of heaven, but on earth for a mission. Pardon your heads where you are, wherever you are. If you are listening to me here directly now, live, or you'll be listening to this message later, Here are the steps to take to ensure that your name is registered as a citizen of heaven. You have the right kind of nature, which we call the divine nature, mm. to be able to represent him mm. ably, mm. understand the things of the kingdom, mm. and be able to represent him here on earth. Bow down your head where you are. And if you have experienced this, an opportunity to give thanks to God, for having your name registered 
as a bona fide citizen of heaven. Thank God for that opportunity. Thank God for that privilege. Thank God for that grace that has come to you. And pray for others that they will find this same truth, life-changing, life-transforming, in the name of Jesus. Those who are religious amongst us, because I don't want to assume that all of you listening to me, you understood this. I'm saying, bow down your head wherever you are, and thank God for the way of salvation made available for you through our Lord Jesus Christ. And today, humble your heart. Humble your heart. Repent before the Lord. I say, Lord, I repent of my own ways, even my own self-righteousness, which I think will obtain me anything. It has not changed anything in my life. My heart is still as empty as it is, it should, as, as it was. And it has always been. Lord, today, I receive this message by faith, believing that Christ died for me. It paid the price of going on the cross of Calvary to suffer the punishment for my sin. It shed its blood so that I can be forgiven. I can obtain mercy. He rose again that I may be justified before you. Lord, work your work in me. By the power of your Holy Spirit, change me from within. Impart the divine nature, the nature of heaven, the heavenly nature into me. That I may be a true representative of your kingdom here on earth. Thank you, Lord, for hearing me. Thank you for the right, the power to become your child and a citizen of heaven. Thank you for saving my soul. Despite how I have lived before now, I give you praise and I give you glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. 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 Brothers and sisters, Amen. this is the way to start your journey with God. Amen. And I'm praying that the Lord himself will, will expand this word in our hearts. And as you journey with us, the Holy Spirit himself will make things known to you, clearer to you. Because from now I begin, you begin to appreciate the things of the kingdom. You begin to understand the things of the kingdom. In Jesus' name. It's been a great afternoon. God bless you all. Amen.